What's up, everyone? I'm Elisa. I'm Elizabeth. And I'm Krista. And today we have invited these two wonderful moms from our parish here to just have a little discussion of motherhood. Um, You know, we really here at St. Louis try to uh, support families, kind of uh, encourage each other. And uh, Krista, Tom, and uh, and, uh, I was just about to call you Emily, and Elizabeth and I, we work together. Um, We... uh, enjoy each other's company. Uh, we, we encourage each other. We talk a lot. Uh, we laugh a lot. And so we just thought it would be great to have these two wonderful women here just to talk a a little bit about, uh, motherhood and parenting kind of in today's time. Um, we all are kind of at different stages in our, uh, motherhood. And so, yeah, um, welcome you guys. Let's start off by you guys telling us, um, like how how many kids you have and how long you've been at St. Louis. So I've been. I'll start. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're just gonna figure out all this. Um, so I'm Elizabeth again. Um, I've been a parishioner here at St. Louis since 2009. Um, and my husband and I have three kids. Uh, Rocco is eight. Magdalena is seven, and Ignatius is uh, 18 months. Awesome. Uh, and I'm Krista, and we've been at St. Louis since um, it was about 2013. And uh, we have two kids, and uh, oldest is Cecilia, and she's two and a half. And then uh, Joaquin is our new addition. He's only four months. Excellent. And I uh, have a lot of kids, <laughs> and they're older. Uh, so I have five kids. One's 14, one's 11, one's nine. Uh, one's six and one's almost five. Did I get all five of those? Is that okay? Excellent. So, uh, let's start off by just talking about, um, how, how it feels to raise a family, uh, in at St. Louis. I mean, you know, you raise the family in Austin, but does raising your family and being parishioners here, does that kind of change what it's like to raise a family? For us, it's always, this being our church home in our community, and uh, we stayed in Texas primarily because of this church community. Um, I couldn't really imagine where we would be without it. <laughs> being able to parent our kids in a community where everyone um, kind of knows and loves us and is there to help kind of guide along the process, I think that that's um, pretty potent, at least for our family. What about y'all, Krista? Uh, yeah, for us, it's, um, it's different because I started working here before I was a mom. Right. And, um, like I, I was raised Catholic, but like, I wasn't a really big, like, I wasn't very involved before coming to St. Louis, actually. Um, and so it, it was just so different to like, have like a supporting like community and like moms and women just working here um when I had Cecilia for the first time or you know became a mom for the first time um it was just it was nice like I had like people that you know threw me a baby shower and brought me gifts and I mean you and Elizabeth you you both brought me like food when I had Joaquin like that was super helpful um 
so yeah like that's it's it's, it's nice really it's nice yeah. to have uh like a, an extended family I always tell the story of like yeah. I somebody randomly I was pregnant with my second born and then somebody randomly um after he was born from the 1130 mass woman I didn't know brought brought me a blanket that she had made for my son and she just had paid attention really that I was pregnant and then the baby was here and the next Sunday brought the blanket and it just it just kind of speaks to this idea that uh we don't kind of live on an island and um mm-hmm. our we're, our church is kind of here to to help each other along um what does it feel like do you guys feel a a a strong pressure or a strong like concern to you know be like this major catholic mother that their kid, your kids are you know is that is that a thing well, at I f- all well i feel like and you guys can give me your experience but i feel like motherhood in general there's just a ton of pressure to have it all um and especially when you throw in you know being a working mom not only do I have to give absolutely everything that I am at my job right. and succeed to the utmost highest levels, but I have to be a perfect mom and I have to succeed to the utmost highest levels. Um, and putting that amount of pressure on yourself um, is sometimes crushing. Right. Um, and then, like, add on to it, oh, are you celebrating the liturgical seasons correctly? <laughs> what did Joel do for the feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe? No, I don't think anybody has ever asked me, like, how we've celebrated a feast. But I think there is, like, an under, like an undertone of, you know, oh, man, that mom has got it together. And I can't find matching socks. <laughs> ever. Mm-hmm. Like, ever. <laughs> I feel like there's – it may just be me, but during this, like, uh, season of – uh, Christmas, um, I feel like I have to mom so hard, like times two, I, <laughs> there's like a lot of things to sign up for and there's a lot of like mm-hmm. parties and there's a lot of, and I, I always feel like during this season, I, I usually feel like I'm playing catch up, but during this season, I'm like, whoa, uh, I was at Target like at 11 o'clock last night, like buying something for a party that I had signed up for today and I forgot and I was like, oh my gosh, uh, and then right. I forgot to get all the things, so I had to wake up early this morning and go back <laughs> to get more things. So, yeah, I mean, I think I sometimes feel that there's, like, a lot that we're ju- trying to juggle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, just ca- kind of, like, feeding off what she was saying, like, being a working mom, like, uh, like when I first became a mom, you know, you think before you have kids, you're like, this is how kids are and this is how it's going to be. And I'm going to be this certain way of a mom. And then you have the kid and you're like, whoa, what just <laughs> happened? Like, you, you know, they say you don't get sleep, but man, you really don't get sleep. Right. You really <laughs> and, don't. Yeah. You don't, you don't really like kind of comprehend how that is. <laughs> like the change in your life. Yeah. Definitely. And it was so nice to like have, you know, just Elizabeth, someone who was younger to like, she was a fresh, you know, mom. Mm -hmm. And so it it was nice to have her to be like, yes, like this, it's okay. Like, yeah, I I understand. Like I didn't get sleep last night either. You know? Right. Um, Yeah. So it's, it's nice to, I don't know, have that. Um, Do you think St. Louis in general is welcoming? So, so I've been here since I was 16 and it's, you know, mm -hmm. I think that when you've been somewhere for so long, you kind of either, 
sometimes I look at it through rose-colored glasses. Sometimes it's the t- total opposite, like we can do better. But I think right now I was definitely in a rose-colored glasses uh, type phase uh, since I've been here. Do you think that we are, as a community, welcoming and receptive to families of all kinds? Um, not just young families, but families with teenagers, uh, you know. Do you get a sense that we're welcoming? Do you mean as like the organization as a whole or do you mean like our parishioners say like I'm sitting in mass and my baby starts squirming or my baby starts uh, talking um, or my baby starts crying? (laughs) Right. So I think probably both actually. I think it's important to kind of talk about both. So let's just start with the community. Like if you're in mass, do you feel like – and I would say parishioners because some – people are not prisoners. And so some people don't kind of get like the vibe or whatever. But do you think our parishioners are, are welcoming people to families? I've seen it both ways. I mean, I've gotten the dirty looks, the stares, um, you know, like that uncomfortable shifting of the people in front of you in the pew, like you're distracting me. How dare you? Right. Um, but I've also gotten the, leaving mass and having someone come out of their way to walk up to me in the narthex and say, I just want you to know, thank you for being a mom and you're doing a good job. Yeah. And And that's, that's insane. Right. Like it's, it's that we know that this is not the easiest thing in the world to corral any small human being right. in church and you know that whole like just keep them coming it's going to be okay this is a season right like all of that I think is just absolutely phenomenal yeah yeah I, I agree um I can tell a story of something recently since sure. we got a little one yeah. um so uh Joaquin he was only a couple weeks old and we came to mass and uh I don't know if y'all know Harlan. Oh, love. yes. Love me some Harlan. <laughs> Same. Shout out, brother out there. So, uh, so uh, Joaquin had gone to the restroom. And so um, my, my husband offered to change his diaper. And so he uh, takes him to the bathroom and he didn't realize how bad it was. Oh. <laughs> he also didn't realize that there was no wipes in the diaper bag. <laughs> and um, that's going from one to two, everyone. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Harlan uh, noticed my my husband was struggling and he um, helped him out. And it was just it was nice because my husband, poor guy, was in the restroom. Right. And he had this baby who was dirty and everything and and harlan nicely like helped him like get paper towels and water and everything and so it was it was pretty nice um, of him and it just sounds like it's just the little things that right that are so like powerful to help us you know we're already sleep deprived and we're already exhausted and we're already trying to get five kids in the pew ready to to listen and to pay attention and so just that a little uh, extension of grace and like we see you, we know this is hard, and we support you. Um, that goes a really long way mm-hmm. for, for parents. Just the noticing, I think. Yeah. The noticing it's, is just, really just powerful. Just acknowledging, too. Mm-hmm. Like, even having, um, you know, Father James is really good about this. If there is 
um, a baby who, you know, needs a moment outside of the sanctuary and a parent is taking that baby out. Mm-hmm. Father is always really good about saying, hey, that, that he's going to be okay or she's going to be okay. Right. Like, and don't forget to come back in. Right. You know, that's that's one of the things I always call it, and maybe it's just me, but when I have to take one of my kids out, to me, it's a walk of shame. Yeah. Because <laughs> everybody's sitting down. Right. And I'm walking out with my kid. Who's <laughs> really unhappy. Yes. it's a, And I think some people, it's it's good to learn that that kind of, uh, if you're if you're not used to children, it's a dance that parents learn about trying to train your children how to be, uh, I mean, they're children. And so mass is not exactly... Uh, you know, fun and games. So it's a dance for me as a, as a kind of a veteran, a seasoned mother. It was a dance to, to really kind of balance. We want to train you in here, but also to, to respect and have the reverence for the mass. So it is this dance of when to take kids out to know we, we should take kids out because we do want people to be able to uh, worship, but also to, to train, to, kind of gauge our kids and say, okay, this is, I know this is going to pass soon. So, um, just extending that love and that mercy to families, um, really trying to, to teach their kids to love Jesus. This is the very beginning of teaching kids to love Jesus is to be here Sunday after Sunday, because in actuality, it's super, a lot easier to be at home, but to bring kids. And I remember for a long time, there were seasons of me going home and saying, I got nothing out of mass because um, I couldn't hear anything because yeah. I had I was feeding one and then the mm-hmm. other needed this. And then that's where I'm at. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so you're like, did I wait? What just ha- what? What? But then you understand that you're getting the you're you get Jesus and right. then he gives you the yeah. he gives you the strength and the and the courage and the energy to keep going so you're like right. oh i actually got everything <laughs> i said i got nothing and it turns out as it turns out i got everything but it was really hard yeah it's that grace right. of the sacrament is always there um which i think is is such a potent thing because i can't i mean just like both of you like i can't tell me tell you how many masses i've been to where i'm like well i didn't really hear the readings <laughs> right <laughs> the homily like, I was in and out the whole time, so I don't know what just happened. Um, I kind of sang. Ish. I know I said the <laughs> prayers. Right. Um, and I received communion. All right. Well, this is a season of my life that, that this is what it is. Um, what do you w- think the benefit for your families are coming every Sunday? What's the benefit? Because, you know, I think that's an area where we can encourage that there is that there is definite graces and gifts that happen even in the hard. Well, we come week after week after week because we know we need it, and we know our kids need it. Um, and I spend a majority amount of my time with my older kids pointing stuff out. Like so, every time that we see the altar servers like coming uh, and doing any type of procession, I was like, okay, look at the crucifer. Look at the candles. Look at the thoroughfare. Oh my goodness, did you just see that 360? <laughs> uh, that's excellent. And and like look up at the altar. Look at how Father is preparing the altar for Mass um, or for the Eucharist. Like it's it's that engagement part. And it's the people, it's the the seasoned mothers who have taught me, sit close. 
right? Point things out to your kids. Don't do it loudly. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) But lean over and just gently whisper into their ears. Um, And when you sit far in the back, then it's so hard for them to see. Right. But when you're sitting up close, like you can point things out to them. We always talk about the liturgical colors, like, oh my goodness, there was just a shift. What just happened? Um, So there's always ways to do it, but we know that we need it and we know that they need it. Um, And so we come back week after week after week. Yeah. Sometimes daily mass. Wow. Awesome. (laughs) Not as much as we should anymore. (laughs) But it's, I mean, but it's beautiful and there is definitely some, some things that you don't really know that your graces you're receiving that you don't. Now that I have older kids, I'm like, well, this is the one time during the week we're all together with, you know, uh, with theater practice and basketball and soccer practice. This is the one time of week where there's no phones, there's no distractions, and it's the seven of us. And at some point, that dynamic of family is going to change. You know, kids will go off to college. And so this is years and years and years of a routine that we can all point back to where we were the seven of us together and we were worshiping God together. And that's like not anything, uh, you know, to, that's not a huge gift in and of itself, that time with God together. Um, even though a lot of it was hard fought, it was definitely worth the battle. And the, the I don't know about you guys, but the hour before mass in our house is just... <laughs> Chaos. What does that look like, Krista? <laughs> what's the hour before? What's the getting ready for mass look like in well, your house? Well, for sure. Like, I I agree definitely with, with everything y'all are saying. Um, but for us, like, you know, right now, because our children are so little that everything is just, I mean, Joaquin, he really can't comprehend much. Right. <laughs> Cecilia, she's like a sponge right now. And so it it's actually not as bad because it it is part of our routine like each week um so she's actually because we point things out to her as well um during mass and and uh before she was like a toddler and chatting all the time we we sat inside um and so now the hour before it's like Okay, let's get ready. We're gonna see Jesus. Oh, and she's like Jesus, oh like just like we're gonna gosh. go see like you know her nana and papa or oh. somebody. So she's mm-hmm. like she is excited to come actually. That so is that helps so... us get her ready. Yeah, well that's good. Yeah, yeah. My kids have usually always been like, I mean, they, they it is just part of the routine. So there's not like, you know, right. it's like this is what we do. It's time to get ready for mass. They don't, but like, uh ironing for seven people i'm so sorry did you just say i did say it. i did that's the only time my husband like yeah it, yeah my he, kids just wear wrinkled clothes he grew, no he grew up old school so like he we he gets the, the routine is get up the first thing the kids know on sunday get dad put all of your clothes that you're gonna wear on the ironing board and and daddy will iron them and mommy will cook breakfast and then we'll but it just always like it's the socks guys <laughs> the socks will be the end of me, like making sure that there's socks. And now that they're altar serving, black shoes that fit and black pants. Oh my gosh. But yeah, I mean, I think God sees all those small sacrifices that we do. And he really just, I think he loves that we, that we put that effort in a world that is so about ease right now. Like, you know, let me take a picture on Instagram of like this one split second of perfection, which does not in any way resemble the rest of my life. And so that's what 
we're up against. And so just these, uh, moments where we're, we're, we're sacrificing this sleep or, you know, sanity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I think he sees it and he knows yeah. it. Do you think there's anything we could do as a parish to be more welcoming to families, especially like families, you know, there's lots of different kinds of families. There's, you know, there's young families, which I think we're, we're pretty welcoming, you know, but there's, there's families that are blended families or there's families that have kids with special needs or there's families that have teenagers, you know, how are we welcoming, um, you know, families with teens? Are we welcoming to the teens? Are we like, Hey, so glad you're here. This is awesome. You know, or are we thankful to the altar? So, you know what I mean? Like, are there ways you think? Oh, I think that there are always ways that we as parishioners can be more welcoming to the people around us. I always think about the fact that, I mean, there there's people that we recognize every Sunday. There's people that, you know, we've never seen. Um, and you never know who is sitting next to you or who is sitting in front of you if this is their uh, last chance. Right. Like, I'm going to give this place one more chance. I'm going to give the church one more chance, and I may never come back. So what we can do is always be kind and gentle um and and welcoming yeah you know it's it is that smile as a parent is walking a baby out or it's that when you see a teen it is that like hey i see you yeah like this is fabulous that you're here it's when you see an altar server after they devest and they're like milling around the narthex hey thank you so much for serving um it's it's being able to show people that we recognize their dignity. Right. Um and we can do that we always can do better at that. I know there are some some families uh during this season of of Advent and Christmas where this will be particularly hard because they've they've either lost a child or they've lost mm-hmm. a parent. Um and so I I you know I hear that really strongly what you just said that you have no idea some of us do know like the people who in our in our parish because we've been so long that are that this season or just any season it's it's a, a season of grief or or suffering right and so but sometimes we don't know and so um sometimes i think we love each other so much as parishioners here especially those who have been here for so long that we get a little clicky like you know we, we use before mass or after mass to just really um see each other and catch up. But this is a good reminder. Like there are people who really need to be loved into community. You don't just like form community, like, Oh, Hey, I'm in community. Yeah. Like I'm here, (laughs) I'm here. And community is just automatically going to happen. It it is those of us who are already part of the community extending that hand or that smile into like, Hey, how are you? You look new or have you been here before? Or, you know, welcome to St. Louis. Um, that's how we grow community instead of just saying, staying the same kind of Mm -hmm. small group of. Yeah. And it is, it's reaching out to people, um, just like you're saying, cause you never know where that relationship is going to go. I mean, I remember when Peter and I were first here and there was this family who at the time had three kids, um, and we weren't pregnant yet. Um, and so we were like, oh, that's such a sweet looking family. We actually nicknamed them the cute family. <laughs> no, I had like, I had the hashtag goals family, like, like three sets of them. I'm like, I'm going to be that when I grow up. I'm going to be that yeah. when I grow up. Yeah. And it was, it was one of those, like, we noticed them at mass. We're like, oh, 
like they we have got to figure out a way to know them and it was over the course of time that like a small conversation happened in the narthex like oh my goodness i really like your bag or right you know something totally random um now fast forward and they're some of our closest friends so as you never know grammar was great in that. Uh, You never know how God is going to use the relationships of the people that walk into your life. Um, And just being open to what that is, I think is um, kind of the point of us being in community. So before we go, tell me one thing that you love about motherhood and one thing that's super hard. Just because I want to know. One thing you love about motherhood. I'm going to, I'll go first so that you, that, that'll help you think. You're like, searching mainframes. Um, I love, uh, the interaction of the siblings. I didn't know that that was going to be a thing that I was going to love, but it's, wow. It has nothing to, I mean, of course it has something to do with Junior and I, um, and kind of the aura of our home, but like that was something that I love that I didn't know. Um, and just feeding them Mm -hmm. all constantly that's not fun (laughs) that's hard that's a hard thing people are like oh my gosh you have five kids and I'm like really it's not really hard I promise it's not hard because they kind of just do like hang out together but like the feeding and the clean socks those things are going to be rough yeah just FYI if you have a lot of kids so anyway what what do you what do you think guys what do you think I'll go (laughs) uh my favorite thing I love the cuddles I love just being able to show my kids affection so that they know that they are loved. Um, and I love watching them become who God wants them to be. Yeah. Like being able to like sit for just a second and look at our daughter and be like, you are such a fabulous human being. Um, that is so profound. Um, and I have to agree with the feeding. Meal time is the hardest thing not on the planet. Because everybody loves the things. I'm like, guys, can't we all agree? Well, we've got like super picky eaters. Like a kid who will only eat blueberries as a fruit and the yeah. only vegetable will, he will touch is spinach. Oh. And so we have blueberries and spinach at every meal because that's all he will eat. <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 It's food. It's food. It's food. It's a battle. What about you, Krista? Well, right now, they're so little. <laughs> So I love the cuddles, of course, um, and I just I love watching Cecilia grow up. I mean, she's she's only two, but she's she just learns like words and like things just so like every day it's just something new, and so it's fun to watch that. Um, I bet your heart is different right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're in the thick of like. Yeah, yeah, the sleep. <laughs> where, sleep, where are sleep. you? Yes, I miss it so much. If, if anyone wants to get Krista a Christmas gift this year, I yeah. think it is uh, nap time. Yes, come, come and watch kids so <laughs> that she can list. get a nap. <laughs> Dude, let me just tell you, the one time like when our kids got a little bit older where the older kids on a Saturday would get up and they were hungry and they would pour themselves a bowl, but then they would for the little I was oh, like no. I'm like no 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 I'm like we have made it so Junior and I now sleep in because they get up and they like 
whatever. I don't even know what they do. It's not for me to know. It's just they're, they're over there and they're taking care of business. And I'm like, all those endless days of no sleep, they have come to this point yeah. where you guys are like, sort of self-sufficient I don't even know what it is I mean the kitchen I walk in and of course there's like everything yeah. strewn but this is to tell you it's headed your way sister you're gonna you're gonna blink and you're gonna be like what I got this yeah, yeah. I'm sleeping way like a full like I don't know yeah. hashtag mom goals right yeah. there mm-hmm. right it's it's coming at you faster than you know okay guys thank you so much I mean we could probably just Keep talking shut this down and go to lunch and be like, oh, let's just talk about everything. Um, but I'm so glad you guys came in and um, we are so happy to have you. We're obviously so blessed to have your families primarily here at St. Louis. And then, of course, uh, Krista is just webmaster, just everything extraordinaire. Mm-hmm. And uh, Elizabeth is our uh, director of ministries. And so we're just just as a parish, I feel like the gifts and talents that you guys bring both as working moms and as mom moms and families here is just so critically important to, I think just the story of St. Louis. Somebody told me the other day or months ago that, that I, that we as parents help write our children's stories. And when I think about that, you know, I think about the story that my parents helped write for me. So much of it was so lovely. Um, and so I think about the story that I'm helping my children to write of what their life is like. But I think the St. Louis story is very much that too, that we as families and community, we help write this story and we help, we are tiny parts of like, you know, I'm a tiny part of my confirmation kids stories and I want to be a good part. Like I want when they think of that teeny part of like Miss Elisa, like she was great, but she loved me so big. You know, I want that to be a part of their story. So I love that you two and your husbands and your beautiful families are part of this St. Louis story. Um, okay. So guys, if you liked this uh, episode, um, go ahead and like and subscribe. We expect that Krista and Elizabeth will share this with far and wide with all, all of the their, peeps. So yeah, their families that are listening to this, like, oh my gosh, my Miha, she sounds so cute. Um, we hope that we're giving you a shout out too. And uh, anyway, so thanks for joining us today and uh, go be church. Bye.